0: Will you turn to Luke's Gospel, please? Luke's Gospel, chapter 19, and we'll read from verse 1. It's an old story. We'll call him Zacchaeus. If you go to America, he's called Zacharias. (laughs) So I get all mixed up when I go to the Americans course they need educated (laughs) (coughs) and uh, but there you are (coughs) and Jesus entered (coughs) and passed through Jericho and behold there was a man named Zacchaeus which was the chief among the publicans And he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press because he was little of stature. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him. And said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured, saying that he was gone to be guest with a man that is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord. The half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, this day, his salvation come to this house, for as much as he also is a son of Abraham, for the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that. Which was lost. And we know the Lord himself will add a blessing to his word. Father, again we ask you to shut us, everyone in with thyself. Thank you for lovely young families here tonight. For babies, for children, shut every one of us in with yourself and bless us. And may the spirit of God tonight move from seat to seat and from heart to heart. And may your name be abundantly glorified. Touch lives. And that touch can change lives. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Our text is verse 5. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down for today. I must abide at thy house. I want to talk tonight about the conversion of King Rat. The conversion of King Rat. The King Rat was a little hood, little in stature. And of course, his name was Zacchaeus. He reminds me of that old movie that I saw as a boy little Caesar, but nevertheless, he was a rat. Mm. Zacchaeus lived in the city of Jericho. They say that Jericho is the oldest city in the world, but apart from that, Jericho has always been known as the city of the curse. Mm. You'll read about it away way back in Joshua chapters 5 and 6. God cursed the city of Jericho because of its gross iniquity, its sins, and its transgressions. And I feel our province, ladies and gentlemen, is fast approaching this curse. Because of the evil things that go on inside its boundaries, this province is held and blackmailed by evil men who still control this province and who control the politicians. Jericho was so cursed that God decreed to destroy it and destroy it he did and further said that the man who would ever rebuild this city would the cursed himself. So Jericho was known for centuries, as the city of the curse. But that curse lifted. Hi, that curse lifted when the sinless Son of God walked through the streets of that city. That's why the book of Galatians in chapter 3 says Christ was made a curse for us. The day Christ died for us at Calvary, God lifted the curse of sin for us and whoever tonight calls upon him will receive mercy. Is there anybody here tonight who wants mercy? Christ is here to give it to you. So on his way to Jerusalem to die at Calvary, Christ walked through this city of Jericho. That day as he walked through it, The curse of that city lifted because of the visible presence of God personified in the person of Jesus Christ. He walked into that city. Is there a man here tonight? Is there a woman here tonight? Is there a family here tonight? And your home, your family, your loved ones have been plagued by curses. Curses of sin. Curses of immorality, curses of child abuse, curses of broken hearts, curses of sickness, curses of disease. Invite the person to walk into your home, your family, the person who walked in the city of Jericho. The curse will lift because Christ is the lifter of curses. Did you hear what I said tonight? Christ is the lifter of curses. Zacchaeus was a publican. What is a publican? A wee woman said a pub owner. (laughs) (laughs) One of our young men was rapping doors one night and uh, somebody said, I'm a nationalist. He says, Christ too was a republican (laughs) because he healed the republicans. Well he got through out of the street (laughs) But Zacchaeus was a publican And what is a publican? A tax collector But Zacchaeus was more than a mere tax collector He was the chief of the publicans The chief of the publicans He obtained from the Romans authority And properties right throughout Jericho and collected taxes from everyone. He was in the protection racket. He was a hood. And there may be a hood here tonight. Who knows? Many in this province are hoots. He paid the Romans their due and then made money himself so much he had many in in his employ. He was the chief of the publicans. But while he was rich, while he was wealthy, there was a loneliness in his soul. He was not content. He was unhappy. There was a loneliness in his soul. Ladies and gentlemen, there are things in life that money can't buy. Do you realize that? And I know that there's young men here tonight and you're trying to build up your family and all the rest of it. That's good. But there's things in life that money cannot buy. You can't buy happiness. You can't buy love. So the Beatles said. (laughs) (laughs) You can't buy peace. You can't buy rest. You can't buy health. You can't buy eternity. Look at the many rich people who are dying of cancer. All their money cannot obtain health. You see, there are things in life that money can't buy. Write that on your hearts tonight. Mm -hmm. As Jesus walked into this, this city... A city of 100,000 inhabitants. Thousands gathered round him. He had just healed Barnabas. The curse was lifted. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And we're told, Jesus stood still. And then commanded him to be called. Isn't that amazing? Here the creator of the universe stops at the cry of a blind beggar. And he heals him. And I loved at the end of that healing. It says he followed Jesus in the way. I believe that Bartimaeus was there when Christ met Zacchaeus, and I believe that Bartimaeus followed him all the way to Calvary. Thousands gathered round him. The master's fame had spread abroad—the fame of his love, the fame of his power, and his miracles even to the city of the curse. Thousands flocked around him. Zacchaeus, in the loneliness of his soul, wanted to see him. But he couldn't because of the crowd and because of his size. Now watch this. Dr. Luke says, and he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him for he was to pass that way can you see him scampering up this tree maybe somebody give him a a lift up but here he climbs up as one old preacher said it was old Matthew Henry he says Zacchaeus forgot himself (laughs) he forgot himself he forgot who he was the chief of the publicans he forgot who he was he forgot that People feared him. He forgot that people despised him. But he had only one thing in his head. To see Jesus. Above everything else he wanted to see Jesus. I wish that scores in this house tonight would forget themselves. Would you forget yourself, lady, tonight? Would you forget yourself, sir? And will you do what Zacchaeus did? Sure enough, the master came along that way. And he came up to the sycamore tree. And as he comes up, he stops. And he looks up and he sees Zacchaeus. And this is what he says. Zacchaeus, make haste and come down for today. I must abide at thy house. Isn't that lovely? Now, if you read the context of these stories, it says that the disciples were troubled about the master because he was on his way to Jerusalem to die. And this is the way he walked. He was in a hurry to go to Jerusalem. And it says that they had to follow behind him. They had to keep up with him. And there was that strained look on his face because we're told by Luke that his face was fixed to go to Jerusalem. And suddenly that face is relaxed when he heals Bartimaeus and when he talks to Zacchaeus. Isn't that beautiful? He just forgot about things at the minute and he just says, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down. And the disciples were surprised at this. For today I must abide at your house. I want to go to your house. Is there a house open for Jesus tonight? Is there a house open for Jesus tonight? Would you you welcome him, mother? Would you welcome him, father? Would you welcome him, young man, young woman who's trying to build a family? Would you open your house to him? Zacchaeus could hardly believe his ears. He not only saw him, but he knew him, and he knew his name. Christ knows more about you than you know yourself. He knows all about you tonight. Blessed be his name. Christ knows you. Christ knows you, sir and lady. Now quickly, let me give you... That was we introduction. I won't keep you long. Like Henry VIII said to his six wives. <laughs> <laughs> let me quickly give you four fast points about Christ's amazing call to Zacchaeus. First of all, it was a personal call. Christ is personal. Oh, he loves everybody here tonight, but he loves you in his own special way. And those who love him and serve him tonight love him in their own special way because he's a personal saviour. That's something that we don't hear today. I used to hear it years ago when I was a boy. My Jesus is my personal saviour. But you don't hear that anymore. Christ is personal. Zacchaeus, he said in John's Gospel, chapter 10, he says, the good shepherd calleth his own sheep by name. It was hard to believe that that dirty wee rat, that king rat, was Christ's sheep. I have had the vilest of people come on to hear me, and I've said, I wonder what they're here tonight, doing here in the tabernacle. I've seen them, and yet they've come to Christ. They were Christ's sheep, and they didn't even know it. And you could be Christ's sheep tonight. You don't even know it. You haven't a clue. You might be sitting here and you'll shrug your shoulders and say, He's not getting to me. I don't care if I get to you or not. But Christ will get to you. Mm. And if you're his sheep, he will get to you. It was hard to believe that this dirty little rat was Christ's sheep. Christ was about to change Zacchaeus' life and turn it upside down and inside out. Christ called him a son of Abraham. Well, could you see the old Pharisees and Sadducees look? What? A son of Abraham? He says he's a son of Abraham. Okay, doesn't really know it. But he's a son of Abraham. He's grafted in. <laughs> he's grafted in. He's my child. Christ is here tonight to do exactly did you hear what it said? To do exactly for you, lady, and for you, sir. He's here tonight if you'll allow him and if you'll let him. He's a wonderful Savior. What does God's people say? Amen. He's a, I'm going to say it again. He's a wonderful Savior. Amen. Then secondly, it was not only a personal call. It was an urgent call. Make haste, Jesus said. Make haste. Notice he didn't say, take your time and think about it. He didn't say to Bartimaeus, take your time and think about it because Christ was never going to pass that way again. And Bartimaeus, in his blindness, realized it. And the the people told him to keep quiet. And that's why he shouted all the harder Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. It was his last chance. I've been talking to somebody here tonight and it's your last chance I could tell you story after story and write book after book of thousands of people who have come to Christ over the years they have come to Christ on a Sunday night and they were buried on a Wednesday time and time again that has happened and listen God forbid that it should happen to you that you'll be buried in Wednesday. But it has happened, and it's happened time and time again. It was an urgent call. He says, today I must abide at your house. Today. Not tonight. Today. I'm waiting on you coming down from that tree. Today I must abide at your house. You see, no promises for Tomorrow. That is why Second Corinthians says, now is the accepted time. Behold, <clears throat> think about it, now is the day of salvation. Ladies and gentlemen, procrastination would have paralyzed and precluded Zacchaeus. Can you imagine Jesus waiting there all day? No way. Zacchaeus, I must today abide At your house. Better do business with God. In God's time. Sir don't let this opportunity pass. Lady don't let this opportunity pass. Christian. Don't let this opportunity pass. If God's dealing with you. And speaking to you. If you as a Christian are living in disobedience. And even living in sin. Don't let this opportunity pass. Get right with God. And if the opportunity passes, where will you be? Mm -hmm. Do you know Jesus never stopped at that sycamore tree again? But I'm sure that Zacchaeus, when he was out doing wee walks, would stop himself at the sycamore tree and say, that's where I met him. When I was a boy, I used to sleep in Armour Park. A lot of you know the story. And every now and again, i drive the car over to Armour Park. Everybody knew I prayed in Armour Park. And then I stopped going to Ormond Park. Because as soon as I went through the gates, people was Hiya, Bishop. They all knew I was there praying. And I it just said, it's, uh, it's like when you pray, close the closet of your door. But I, and, I, and so I, I found a different place. But every now and again, I would go there. Because that's where I met the master. That's where he dealt with me. And I remember when my daughter was prescribed ill with cancer. I spent a whole week there. Big grown up man like this. And I cried unto the Lord for, for seven days. I, I said, I'm not letting you go Lord. Until you bless me. And he blessed me. Amen. He answered prayer. And I'm sure Zacchaeus, he would stop under that tree, and say, I'll never forget me up there and him looking up at me and telling me to come down. It must have been a wonderful experience for him. Jesus never stopped at that sycamore again. He went on to Calvary to give his life, a ransom for many. But thirdly, it was a humbling call. It was an urgent call, it was a personal call Now it was a humbling call He said, Zacchaeus Make haste and come down Note friend Zacchaeus was little Of stature He climbed up I'm going to say it again Get that child on your knee there Hurry up (laughs) (laughs) It's Jim McConnell you're listening to. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. well, I get a drink? It was a humbling call. He said, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down. Note, friend, Zacchaeus was little of stature. He climbed up. What have you climbed up to make yourself taller than you are. What have you climbed up. To make yourself taller than you are. The tree of religion. Sure, Everybody's religious. Even atheists are religious. Even atheists pray. So don't be impressed by them. With their philosophies. They all pray. See when death comes. The panic There's very few true atheists. I've never met one in my life. The tree of religion, the tree of good works, the tree of respectability, these things won't save you. These things can't save you. These things can't give you peace, nor can they give you forgiveness. It's only Christ, and in Christ, that you'll find salvation. have news I have news for every one of you. Jesus will only save you on the ground floor. I'm going to say that again. Jesus will only save you on the ground floor. Zacchaeus, he says, come down. Come down. And that's why James chapter four says, "Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and He will lift you up." Zacchaeus could have stayed up on that sycamore tree and said, "I'm not coming down." Like some of you, you're stubborn said, "No, I'm not. I'm not going to do it," and lost salvation. But we're friend, come down tonight. Do what Naaman the leper did in obedience to Elisha the prophet. Remember he commanded him to dip in Jordan seven times. And you know he was angry? And he said, what? Are not Abana and Farfar, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? May I not wash on them and be clean. And he turned his horse around and his servants and went back to Syria. And one of the servants said, listen. Listen, sir. If the prophet had asked you to do some great thing, would you not have done it? He's still riding his horse and he's listening. Yes, I would have. He only asked you to dip in Jordan seven times. And the Lord's not asking you to do a great thing because all the great things have been accomplished by him at Calvary. All he asks you to do is to trust him. Isn't he a wonderful saviour? Isn't he a wonderful saviour? And, and so Naaman turned his horse around. And this is what it says. Then went he down. Here you are. Just like Zacchaeus. Then went he down and dipped himself in Jordan seven times. And he was clean. Friend, come on down. Did you hear what I said? Come on down. Come on down, lady. Come on down, sir. And trust the Savior tonight. And then, fourthly and lastly, it was a saving call. It was a saving call. Christ said, today I must abide at thy house. I wonder, did Zacchaeus put him up for the night when he said, abide at your house? I'm sure you prepared him a supper did you prepare him a bed? And then, of course, the 12 disciples was there too, so he had to look after them. But he says, I must abide at your house. Friends, salvation is receiving Christ. It's not joining the church. It's not turning over a new leaf. It's not a process. It's a crisis. See, I'm hearing stories of conversions these days. And I sit at the back of our church and I, I'm one of the backsliders. <laughs> <laughs> I sit at the back and I hear all these testimonies. <clears throat> Different testimonies I heard. There was men in my church who couldn't sleep there's men in my church who walk the roads. Men in our church who were under conviction. There's men in our church who took nervous breakdowns because they were under conviction, and I had to come and pray with them, raise them out of bed, and say, "I just, I just decided that I would accept the Lord." Salvation's a crisis experience. It's the part of the Holy Ghost arresting a man, arresting a woman, showing them eternity, showing them that they need to get right with God, showing them that there's a hell again, there's a heaven again, and a hell to shun. It's a crisis experience. Have you had that experience? Well, Pastor, you were saved at eight years of age, yes. But you know, I had a crisis experience when God called me to pastor the White Well Church because I said no. I was a boy preacher and then I grew up and everybody was coming to hear me. out of head bigger than this church. <laughs> and I said, I'm not going to White Well to 10 people. And you know, a terrible darkness come over to me and I fell on my knees in 15 on gardens and I cried for mercy see I never knew what sin was I didn't commit adultery I didn't smoke or drink or anything like that There, but I got convicted and I knew what it was and I yielded to the Lord yielded to him and then God honoured and God blessed me there's some of you need to do that there's some of you walking with your heads in the clouds there's some of you who have never had that experience it's God the Holy Ghost Do you hear me, sir? Do you hear me, lady? God needs to deal with our hearts. It's a person passing from death unto life. Salvation is receiving Christ. It's today and it's tonight. The crowd criticized. Oh, the crowd watched this. They were listening to this conversation. The crowd criticized. He's going to be guest with a man that's a sinner. Wrong. He was a sinner. He's now saved. Salvation came like that. What a crisis experience! It came like that. <laughs> do you know what the proof was? Soon as they come to the house, listen to this. I don't want to offend anybody. I don't care whether they do or not. Now, listen to me carefully. The proof that was a crisis experience, Zacchaeus, he says, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. Now, the Lord didn't ask him to do that. But he was convicted. He was Christ. He knew he had diddled people, he knew he had defrauded people. He knew there was thousands of city of Jericho. He had lived of them. He was a leech. And he says, the half of my goods I give to the poor. Now watch this. And he knew the scriptures. He says, and if I have defrauded any man, I will restore to him fourfold. He quoted from Exodus 22 and 1. Because if I stole, say, a sheep belonging to this lady. And the the law got the hold of me and said, you've got to make restitution. I had to give her her sheep back plus four. I had to restore fourfold. And you know, there's a story that Nathan came to see David after his adultery with Bathsheba, after his murder of Uriah. And here's David sitting on the throne. He says, Sir, I want to tell you a story. I could see David just scratching his head. Here's one of these hard luck stories. I'll listen. <clears throat> and he says, there was a rich man and he had many flocks, and many herds. And there was a poor man beside him and he had only one little Ulam lamb that he loved and adored. And the rich man came to visit saw the rich man. And the rich man feigned to take of his own flock. So he took the little lamb of the poor man. And David said, What? He says, The man that hath done this thing shall surely die and restore to him fourfold. Watch, David, what you say. You watch what you say. And Nathan says, You're the man. You're the man. And how did David restore him fourfold? Well, there was Amnon, the eldest son. He was slain. There was Adonijah, the second son. He was slain. There was Absalom, the third son. And he was slain. And then there was Tamar, David's only daughter. And she was raped. And she was disgraced fourfold. Fourfold. You see, it's a crisis experience, and so Zacchaeus offers to do this fourfold. You know, I worked it out. See, after that salvation experience, Zacchaeus would probably have been just an ordinary man with an ordinary wage. He had given all his money away. He had given it away. It was a crisis experience, and he was glad to do it, and Christ accepted him. But listen, good works and restitution is the fruit of salvation. It's not the root, it's the fruit. You know what I've noticed about all these paramilitaries that give their testimonies? I've stopped listening to them. They bore me to tears. I done this and I blew this up and I blew that up and I shot this one and I was in prison and then at the last two minutes of their testimony, but Christ come into my life and they go and sit down and we're listening to all this old muck everybody said, that's what we're listening to but I feel like shouting out see the woman's husband that you shot, Did you ever send her any money? huh? See the man that you hurt and injured and he's sitting in a wheelchair? You ever send him money? Oh, I I can't be found out, but you can send it anonymously. There's people put money through my door in an envelope and this is what's fitting on it. From Jesus. And you know, that's what's happening in Ulster today. If you're offended at this, hard luck (laughs) (laughs) because I believe this with all of my heart. This was the conversion of Zacchaeus. I'm watching the clock. How long have I got? (laughs) Many people will be here tonight. 200, 250. Send out for 250 fish suppers. (laughs) Um, Boy, if you went to the next door to the chippy and said that, 250 fish suppers, 250 Coca-Colas, he would die. (laughs) (laughs) Only saying that to bring a light moment into this meeting because I feel the spirit of God speaking here tonight. He's speaking to you, sir, and he's speaking to you, lady. Are you going to get right with God? I'm closing with this. Christ is in this house tonight. Listen to him in Revelation 3.20. Thank God he's in this house. But there was another house. It's called Laodicea. And he wasn't in it. He was outside it. And this is what he said. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sit with him that's what happened to Zacchaeus I will come in to him and I will sit with him and he with me will you invite him in lady tonight will you invite him in tonight sir will you open the door and let him come in so ends my story of the conversion of King Rod I don't know your position is but will you turn to him tonight and tell some young man you're starting out in life, start out with Christ? I'll tell you, son, he'll guard you and he'll guide you. He's done that with me. He's been with me all my day. I was saved at eight years of age. I was an orphan. I was saved at eight years of age. I'll be 82 in a couple of weeks. Don't send me any cards. <laughs> Do you know what somebody did They sent me a card? You're a hundred years old today. (laughs) (laughs) So all sorts of things happened to me. But listen. Start out young man with him. Because he guarded me and he guided me. And honestly, there was a lovely lady in the Bible and her name was Hannah. And she said a thing. And I've held on to this for years. She says he is able to take the beggar from the dunghill and set him among princes. And you know he took this wee beggar of eight years of age and he set me among princes. He took me around the world and he made a man out of me. He can do the same with you. It's called the new birth. You must be born again. Thank you for listening. God bless you. Will you bow your heads?